0: Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, I'm in a great mood today. It's 2022. It's the start of a new year, and we've got some exciting news to talk about. You know what we're talking about today to lead off, right? We're going to talk about the UK game, but we also have a lot of just other important news, which is why you tune into the show.
1: we got a lot to talk about. Tyler, what episode is this? This is episode 78. I'm calling this the Goose Givens episode because, of course, 1978, Kentucky won the national title over Duke when the Goose dropped 41 points. Uh, In in all honesty, is there any other game that you know any statistical number about other than Jack Givens scoring 41 points against Duke in 78? No. That was like, you know, before our time.
0: Well al bundy threw four touchdown passes in a single game for polk high school on that's married true and children that's all i got those are the two <laughs> stats in my mind jack re-
1: gibbons and al bundy
0: <laughs> and at two totally different guys i'm assuming <laughs> uh that's really interesting and i wish i could have seen that game live tyler but i wasn't born yet
1: no this we, was before us we were not but it is it is funny how that is the one thing like everybody knows i know 41 it, points yeah even if you you know, 50 years from now, I think people will know that. I think
0: it's one of those long-lasting stats that just, it's just not going away. First of all, because it's an unbelievable stat, and it happened in the national championship game. I and mean, against Duke. Oh, God, what a beautiful thing.
1: Yes, uh, but this is episode 78. We've got a lot to cover in this episode, Brandon. None more important than the Cats' big bowl game and the Citrus Bowl. We've also got a lot of basketball to talk about. got to talk about Tubby as well. We got to we, talk about Tubby? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, our, our thoughts and may, maybe do a little reminiscing on, on the
0: Tubby era. Yeah, we're going to talk about John Madden as well. You know, unfortunately, he was in the news this week. Uh, and then also, uh, segment three, we're going to be talking about our Wheel of Stupid Topics, which oh, I think it's is back. critical. And of course, it being the new year, Tyler, we want to talk about our New Year's resolutions as both people and as UK fans. I think we got to cover it all. This is an important show. It sets the tone for the entirety of 2022.
1: Oh boy! Okay, no all pressure.
0: Right. Yeah, none, none, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, Tyler. Speaking of no pressure, tell me something really exciting that you did uh, over the last week. Can you think of anything that Gosh, maybe everybody was dude, doing? It's, over the it's, last week? It's
1: been so long. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a show. Um, you know, we, we we both had a lot going on. You know, yeah. with the holidays and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I I feel like so much has happened. I I don't even know where to begin. So I'm just going to throw out a a nearly. Traumatic experience that occurred, which oh, was geez. which was on a, a Friday uh, morning when I got an email from YouTube TV telling me that they were no longer going to be carrying mm. the Disney network of channels, which included ESPN and myself and everyone who has YouTube TV. Me, <laughs> which is oh, do you as well? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, uh, ne- nearly had a stroke. Because I mean, we are in the heart of college basketball season. We're in bowl, you know. Bowl week was getting ready to kick off, and you're telling me I get this email. the The only reason I have television is for ESPN. <laughs> if it were not for sports, I wouldn't even need cable. Yeah, it's the only reason. And now, and so I'm sure as many people did, I started scrambling. Like, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? it is such a pain to try to find out when when you're going to switch cable companies or tv or stream whatever yeah. you're doing because there's so many of them now. Oh yeah. And they all have different channels and different packages. It's it's overwhelming. It is. Um so I was very upset and and so I finally got to the point like all right, I'm going to switch to Hulu. I'm going to stick it to the mouse for, for holding out stick and screwing the, up these negotiations. You're going to stick it to because, the mouse. Because, of course, the mouse owns everything. Disney owns everything, I'm convinced. Yeah, at least half of it. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to stick it to the mouse. I'm going to switch to Hulu TV. <laughs> and, of course, I do a quick Google search. Who owns Hulu TV? Oh, the mouse. The mouse owns <laughs> So I'm then torn, like, okay, do I switch to Hulu, which will have all the channels that I want, mm-hmm. and go completely against my principles? Or do I continue to want to stick it to the mouse but do it at my own suffering without ESPN or pay more through somebody else? Oh, Thankfully YouTube TV came through and got a deal worked out so we didn't have to worry about it. But it, it was a, a for twenty four hours I was just in a constant frantic pace of, of figuring out what I was going to do.
0: Yeah, and people don't realize how much ESPN charges a lot of these places to put their channels on on the air. It's the yeah. most expensive channel. So when ESPN says we're going to raise the rates by 10%, do you think that the cable company or the streaming company is going to eat that? No. They want to probably keep the price the same. And then therein lies the conflict because they don't want to raise their prices and ESPN wants to make more. At some point, everything's going to come to a head with ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're charging exorbitant amounts for these channels. And there's 10 of them.
1: And right they there? can they can do it because most people or you know, any sports fan... You know, you're paying... You're getting TV for ESPN and SEC Network. If you're a Kentucky fan, you've got to have all the channels that Kentucky games are on. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of power that they have. Yeah, and it's not even I in go like, way,
0: because people may not realize this, but ESPN has very long-term contracts with many of the biggest sporting events on the planet. Like, eight or ten years left on these contracts. It's not stopping next year, so don't get any big ideas. <laughs> I'm just telling mean, it's not going to happen. They've got contracts that are huge, that they're not going to be like, oh... Yeah, we'll just cut this off. We don't need these tens of millions No. It's going to be there for a while.
1: Yeah, now now let me ask you something else, Brandon, because you're you're a, you're a, you're a man of the world. You you know all about uh man of the, world. <laughs> the these all these different uh TV companies. So I'm doing my research on on who I want to uh, switch to and uh somebody refers me I don't know if you've heard of this, but they recommended that I switch to something called Big Bubba TV. Oh jeez. Which <laughs> I was like, that is not a real thing. You're making this up. Am I being punked right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's exactly what I said. That so I so I wrote the dude back and uh it's like you're you're joking, right? There there's no there's not a real thing as big bubba tv i'm gonna look this up while you're doing this. and so he he
0: sends me a link wait uh tyler before i type in big bubba bubba tv this isn't anything that i shouldn't see
1: correct <laughs> just make sure you put in tv okay <laughs> okay <laughs> no, go ahead it's not just big bubba <laughs> okay uh so he sends me the link to this website where you can get three thousand channels for 25 dollars uh, yeah that's is that it <laughs> that's that's it Tyler, it's Uh, a
0: picture of a guy (laughs) with his gut hanging out. It
1: it does not look like the most uh, reputable website. You know, I think they could spend a little bit more time in their web web app (laughs) development. There's no buttons to click on. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the that's where you go to check out. You you can uh, you can get the. with the adult channels or no adult channels. <laughs> it looks like I don't the, even the... want to know what kind of adult channels you're getting in Big Bubba <laughs> TV. Oh, I don't geez. even think I'm old enough to see those channels. Oh
0: my goodness. So you can get one month with three connections, no adult for $25 a month. And
1: 3,000 channels.
0: Can you see the channels?
1: Uh, that's uh, and, and the guy said he has it. And he has got several of his friends to also switch to Big Bubba TV. And they all say they love it. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I what what are your thoughts on these? You know, you, know, you kind of if you read the directions, you have to get like a fire stick, and it sounds like you have to kind of jailbreak it. And I don't know how to do all that. I don't. I I don't know how this stuff is legal, but apparently it is. I don't. Where, where do you lean? Would you would you switch to Big Bubba TV, three thousand channels for twenty five bucks a month?
0: I'm sitting here trying to find the channels because at that price, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. You know, a couple of questions I would have is, is it in HD? You know, what's the quality right, like, right? I mean, is this Bubba going to come out to your house, put an <laughs> antenna on or something, and you're getting, like, fuzzy channels or something, scrambled channels? Uh, that would be one question. As far as jailbreaking, people jailbreak their iPhones and stuff all the time, so that's not a problem. Jailbreak sounds illegal, but people do it all the time, uh, and it's a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. So the Fire Stick, that makes sense. You can get those pretty cheap. Um Maybe you should do a review on this, Tyler. Can you do a review? Is this legal? One of the questions in the FAQ, is this legal? Yes, a federal judge ruled that streaming content is perfectly legal. It's downloading the content that is not legal. Since our app, we only streams. Since our app, we only streams. There is no concern. Actually, I have concern because this part of the sentence right before that says, since our app, we only streams. <laughs> Boy, what, uh, a, what an interesting way to write that! Yeah,
1: Big, Big Bubba needs to hire uh, somebody to just just to review their website because this is pretty pitiful looking. Oh, man. but apparently they're making they, they've got at least a few customers on on my Facebook friends. So uh, I don't know. I was a little hesitant, as you can see, after looking at the website uh, as to how reliable it might be. Yeah. Now, have you tried it? No, no, I did not try. You know, because thankfully. You know, a few hours later, you got the email that YouTube TV worked out the deal. So, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep it. I'm not going to worry about Big Bubba or uh, <laughs> any other various jailbreak TV streaming services. But I was at least considering it. Yeah. And if this happens again, I may switch to Big Bubba TV. I am uh, I'm not 100% sure what to think about all this.
0: I'm <laughs> thoroughly confused, but I love their website. Uh, but. Anyway, that sounds like a very exciting time. Yeah, and yeah. And I got the same email as you did, so I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, so what's what else has been happening with you? What else has been happening? Um, you know, we spent a
0: good part of the time after Christmas putting stuff together putting batteries in things. I don't think people realize oh, how many yes. batteries you go through after Christmas. So we had—we did have a good stock, though. I went to Costco and I bought like my 9-volt batteries. I even bought some C batteries because every now and then you get that one crazy toy that's got C batteries yep. and the kids are fussing. I want to play with this right now. Right now. I want to play with it right <laughs> now. And you don't have the C batteries and it's a whole thing. So I made sure I stocked up, spent a lot of time doing that, um, got the kids more stuff than they needed. I say that every year that I'm going to cut back, and it just doesn't happen. I feel like I'm reliving my childhood when I'm buying the things for them, so I kind of get that feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm part of this too. You know what? I don't know. It, Maybe that's weird.
1: Yeah, and let, let me say, that's a that's an experienced dad move, making sure you've got all types of batteries prepared. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you don't want to be that rookie dad, like you said, without them. Uh, On my experience, this was the first year that I had no assembly required for my kids' Christmas toys. Wow. It was the greatest feeling because every year I'm up to like 2 in the morning being Santa Claus, putting these kitchen sets and, you know, all the desks and, you know, all the things that little girls play with. Yep. And so after we got the kids to bed Christmas Eve, I'm like rushing down to the basement, hauling everything up. And my wife is like, What are, what are you doing? Can you just like calm down, slow down? Like, why are you in such a hurry? I'm like, Honey, you're not the one that's up till two in the morning putting all this stuff together. She's like, None of this stuff has to be put together. I'm like, What? It was like, it was like a, a light bulb going off, oh, an geez. angel shining down upon us that I had to put no presents together. Man, that's it, a good feeling. It was amazing. That is a good feeling. Right now, I'm in the same way, Tyler.
0: Mostly mine just consists of putting batteries in right at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it was a good time. I've eaten way too much food. Uh, had a New Year's gathering at someone's house and ate way too much food. Uh, I don't drink as much as I used to. It just exhausts me. <laughs> it exhausts me to do it. Like, we're having bourbon here, but I couldn't pound five of these. You know, a few years ago, I could
1: probably crank out
0: some of these. No, I, I'm
1: usually one and done now.
0: Yeah, I can't do it. It's John Calipari running off on, on you know, <laughs> rubbing off on us with a one and done. But after this one, I'm usually pretty good. You know what I mean? Things change. It Our is. kids' toys change. See, we're all evolving together. We are. It's crazy. It but, is. Very interesting week. I'm sure everybody had a busy week. And like we mentioned at the beginning, we've got a lot to cover in the show today. But I think it's time we start off with segment one with our sports segment, Tyler. Uh, second segment will be news. And then third, we'll finish it up with our wheel of stupid topics, which we always look forward
1: to. And we've got some good topics to discuss. I today. can't wait for these. It you, should be You came up with some great questions it, today. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it's a lot a of really research. really stupid
0: one. It's called show prep, Tyler. It's a lot of research. <laughs> but we can't start out with anything else. I mean, our show has to start out with the game yesterday a 2017 victory by the kentucky wildcats over the iowa hawkeyes in the citrus bowl a lot of eyeballs watching the game it looked like kentucky was gonna come out just blow the roof off the place and then you have the momentum swing the other way and then lo and behold just when you think the cats are down and out they come back with a monumental drive one that will be remembered for a long long time to win the game 20 to 17 injuries galore a lot of people out Long story short, we get the win, Tyler. I just got to know your thoughts, because you and I were both watching the game. I could tell because both of us were using Twitter <laughs> feverishly yeah. during the entire game. I, I
1: think a couple times we tweeted almost the exact same thing at the exact same time. It was, it was kind of funny. Man, what what a game. Oh, my. god. I mean, this is what you live for as as a sports fan, as a, as a Kentucky fan. Th- these are the moments that make being a fan worthwhile. Yeah. It was just a roller coaster, I mean you the just the weeks leading up to the game, we felt pretty good, honestly, at least at least I did oh yeah i Iowa was their their star running back was not playing, yep, which was pretty much their entire offense, so you feel like okay we're 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 in good shape, and then just a few hours before the game, word starts to trickle out like, okay, we're gonna have some guys out that we were expecting to have <laughs> yeah, some good ones. And then you see the list, and you're like, oh, my goodness. J.J. J. Weaver's not playing. Trevin Wallace isn't playing. Uh, Pascal <sighs> isn't yeah. playing. Uh, and then, you know, we've already got a couple wide receivers not playing. Yeah, Ali and Epps. And so then you're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> this could be a lot of trouble. And then the game starts, and we just take control right from the beginning. Yeah. We, we jump out pretty quickly. Um, that first t- touchdown drive was a masterpiece. Oh yeah, first in, in drive. offensive
0: play calling, you couldn't have called better plays. It was unbelievable, unbelievable.
1: It was. I agree. It was it a was thing of beauty. You can tell uh, that they had they had that very scripted exactly what they wanted to do, and everything worked to perfection. So then you're like, all right, we're we're ready to roll, and we we pretty much dominated the first half. We were running the ball at will. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez getting five to six yards every time he carried the ball. Uh, and then, for some reason, we quit giving him the ball uh, when we got close to the goal line. We don't to do kick- that inside the five-yard line. <laughs> had to settle for a couple of field goals. And so we're up, what, 13-3, 13-3 at three halftime? half-time yes. Could have very easily been 21-3, to and the mm-hmm. game's over. But at that point, we're feeling pretty good. We're, we're controlling the ball. We're running the ball at will. And then the second half, it's just a completely different story. Uh, the injuries start, as you said, adding up. I think fatigue starts to set in, and Iowa's just doing whatever they want with the ball. Comes back, takes the lead, and then you're. I, I think everybody's like, "Well, this is over." I mean, like they, we, we just, we're, we're too tired. We're too thin. I mean, we, we had guys in making plays that I had not even heard of before. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we had guys that started the game that I had never heard of before. Yeah. And so you're you're expecting a lot from guys to make plays that have not had any experience this season, and then that last drive, like you said, <laughs> is one for the ages. How do you describe it? I mean, one, it's unbelievable. Wondell Robinson. I don't know when he's going to be doing his next autograph signing, but he can just take my money now. I I will I will I'll Venmo him right now <laughs> to get it in advance. What. Sign me up. You just want to sign it for like a paycheck deduction. Just say that's <laughs> yeah. my Wandale. Yeah. You know, there's
0: my social security disability. There's my health <laughs> insurance. There's my retirement. There's my Wandale. There's but my Wandale. Just send that over to Wandale. <laughs> I
1: like it. But yeah, he's he's getting I I mean, just, just unreal. Just unreal. The catches he made and I don't know about you, but I, I think I I woke up the neighbors or anybody who was asleep in my neighborhood when he made that big catch. And then the moves Unbelievable. afterwards. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And, and don't forget about the, the play
0: just, you know, not too long before that, where he got knocked out for a second. I mean, he got laid out flat, held onto the ball. Yeah. And got drilled. I mean, he's fast. He can make moves. But he holds on to a lot of balls where he gets absolutely walloped in the center of the field.
1: You know. He does. And at that point, you're like, oh, crap, he's he's not coming back from that. And then two plays later, he's back in. <laughs> Just the, the toughness of that dude. And then we get down to the one-yard line after the Wondell catch. And, of course, in the most Kentucky football of all plays, we get a false start penalty. And instead of first and goal at the one, we're first and goal at the six. And you're like, uh-oh. Yep. First and goal from the six is a heck of another story than from the one. Yep. Because at that point you thinking, all right, we're running Rodriguez four times to get a yard. To get that's a yard, that's all you need. And now it, all of a sudden it's six yards. So like, okay, this is going to be this is going this is going to come down to probably a third or fourth down. Mm-hmm. But then the very first play, Rodriguez punches it in from six yards out. Kentucky takes the lead. Iowa continues to move the ball. Yep, they're almost within field goal range. I mean, they've got one of the best kickers in the country. Uh, yeah, so, let's he, not he forget about that. He was going to make it if yep. they got a little bit closer <laughs> they just needed one or two more plays and they were there and then the interception yeah un- unbelievable yeah deandre, Square DeAndre comes Square, up with the interception who was limp who was on crutches after the game somehow got out of there and made a big pick to yeah. seal the game
0: 2 years after his good friend and of course uh you know former player that's struggling uh but is you know doing well uh, chris Oates, you know 2 years Yep, from the time that one of his best friends sealed the game with a fumble recovery, same same bowl game, and Chris O'Steen is there on the sideline watching it. Yep. I mean, DeAndre Square he had a kind of an emotional moment after that. You had to think that's exactly what he was thinking of when he caught that ball, and then he walked like twenty feet down, and then he just dropped to his knees and didn't know what to do. You know, a lot of people say these players don't care about the bowl games, or they don't, you know, they don't want to get hurt. What's in it for them? They don't care. Uh, Whatever Mark Stoops is doing, if he's the only program in the country that doesn't do that, I'm fine with it uh, because the UK players play for each other. DeAndre Square had no business being out there. He looked like somebody had shot him in the leg after the game. And somehow he had the energy to do that. And it was funny, one of the coaches said that DeAndre said, I can go back in the game, just don't drop back in a lot of pass coverage. (laughs) I didn't see that. Yeah, just don't drop back. And they said, we can't promise that. (laughs) So he's going in knowing, God, I can't hardly move. But, you know, i got to do something. And luckily, you know, he was able to, to get in there for that. So uh, Yusuf Corker came in and put some pressure on the quarterback yes. at the end, which made him alter the throw, which then yep. helped an injured DeAndre Square get the ball. It's like it was poetic, man. You couldn't have asked for a better ending. Now, I will say the first half drove me nuts, leaving four extra points on the board twice. Will you say I know you were,
1: you were very upset about this. This
0: is so simple. This is so sim- Two times in the first half we had the ball inside the five-yard line, and Chris Rodriguez doesn't touch it. I'm, as far as I'm aware, Chris Rodriguez is a top-ten rusher in the country and usually gets three yards after contact, right? He's at least getting positive yards. He's going to go forward, okay? So just give him the ball four times. Stop trying to do this dipsy doo dunkaroo baby, whatever you're <laughs> trying to do, and just hand him the ball four times. Now, in the fourth quarter when we needed to score on the last drive, we were outside of the five-yard line, meaning that our offensive coordinator probably said, okay, we're not inside the five. Now we can give it to Chris <laughs> Rodriguez, and he scored on that one. So just think what he could do when he's even closer, right? Uh, So that absolutely drove me nuts, and that's something that's got to be fixed. But I think Liam Cohen, for his mistakes during the game doing that, that first drive of the game and the last drive of the game, that's why he gets paid, man. It worked out really, really well. Somehow we got pass protection uh, for Will Levis because he was getting drilled. We had a lot of backups, people playing out of position. Uh, You know, De'Aaron Rosenthal wasn't in the game. Uh, so we had Horsey move over to play his spot, somebody moving into Horsey's. It, it was just this whole thing where everybody was
1: mishmashed to, to where they Yeah, it was a patchwork played. of offensive linemen, for sure.
0: Yeah, so that was tough, and there's not really anything you can do about that. But, you know, Levis had happy feet, but I would have happy feet too if I was getting knocked down consistently throughout the game. You know, he was starting to move his feet a lot when he was throwing, throwing off balance, and nothing was working. But that last drive, man, we managed to figure it out. And I would actually rather win that way than have a blowout. It was so poetic the way we won that game because old Kentucky football loses that game when we start you know, getting tired. You, you know what I mean? We just don't have it in us to do it. And having a player like DeAndre Square coming back in after an injury and saying, I'll, I'll give you what I got, players care, UK players care, and Stoops has created that build-the-damn statue of
1: Stoops <laughs> at Kroger Field now. And put one of Wandell next to him <laughs> exactly. while we're at it. Put
0: one of Wandale and put one of uh, Vince Merrill sitting there eating those corn nuts or whatever <laughs> they, You know that dip yeah, that they no, all... I think it's video? Fritos. It Fritos? I Fritos. Think it Fritos. He's just sitting there, a bag of Fritos, big dog's gonna eat. You know, Just that's,
1: bobbing his head. Like, uh, yeah.
0: They need to make a... His statue needs to be a bobblehead. A bobblehead <laughs> statue. Yeah. His statue needs to have a bobblehead he's just sitting there... <laughs> And Mark Stoops' needs to be the one from the Missouri game, if you recall this, at Missouri when they win, and the <laughs> yeah. players are pu- – and he's punching through a ceiling, and he punches the square out of the ceiling. With his belly hanging out. <laughs> yeah. we got to have the belly hanging out. That That's needs key. to be Stoops'
1: statue, and Vince's <laughs> needs to be a bobblehead. Oh, we're, we're on to something now, man. I think we are, I, I like it. But, yeah, the, these bowl games, you know, this is the fourth straight bowl win, sixth straight bowl game, four straight wins. Which the only other school to win four straight, Alabama. They're by decent. The way. They're decent. Yeah, I mean, you may have heard of them. Yeah, theirs include the national championship. That's a true. A little, a little different, but still. But still, we don't have to add that yeah, disclaimer that's all right. in. That's all right. Every one of these bowl games have just come down to the wire, man. I mean, you go back to Virginia Tech when Lynn Bowden threw the touchdown at the end. God, what a game! The Penn State game yeah. when Bowden had the punt return and Benny Snell had the touchdown to break the rushing record. Like every one of these games, it's like Kentucky can never just come in and dominate a bowl game. We 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 have to make every bowl game as difficult as possible. It's like the Patriots.
0: Yeah. You know, the Patriots won all those Super Bowls. Look at their margin of victory in those games. They're winning by last-second field goals. They had to come back from twenty points down again. It's Atlanta, in overtime. There's all the you know the game against the Seattle Seahawks. They had to intercept the ball on the two-yard line. It's like every one of their championships came down the last second. So what I'm saying is that the University of Kentucky Wildcats are like the
1: New England Patriots. <laughs> that's what that's what I took. From that, that was my comparison there. Uh, I, I'm going to compare them to Sawyer Brown in that they they have to, they have to always take the dirt road. They, they can never take the easy way. They. they they got to take the dirt road. They've, they've been walking it for years. But it's always taking them where they need to go. It ain't easy. It ain't supposed <laughs> it ain't to supposed be. supposed to be. But
0: I'll take my time. And
1: Oh, jeez. Nobody listening to this show has any idea what we're talking so, about right now. Just to... Just to... <laughs>
0: Put a bow on this: the University of Kentucky Wildcats are a cross between the New England Patriots and Sawyer Brown.
1: Yes. Okay. And if you're not familiar with Sawyer Brown, just go ahead and go to your iTunes and and purchase Sawyer Brown's Dirt Road and just listen to it on repeat. You won't regret it. Jeez. I, I, I hope. I I'm gonna go. Or maybe that. you will. I don't you, know.
0: You might. But uh, you know, nonetheless, a very fun game, Tyler. What do we have uh, next, sir?
1: Okay. All right. Well, moving on. The other big sport, of course, going on right now is basketball oh yeah we do play basketball it's, Tyler it, it has been a while as we said since, since we have last talked about basketball I, I think we've had what maybe three games since our last show yeah um so if you only get your news from Lex Buds and pick and roll um I'm very excited to tell you that Kentucky was 3-0 and in its last three games with wins over uh Louisville and win a win over Ohio State and no no wait those games were canceled uh, I can't wait to see it. Keep going, Ty. <laughs> this is great news information.
0: Do you mean North Carolina?
1: Yeah, North North Carolina and Western. Yep. who saw that coming? Yeah, who saw that coming? <laughs> so the, no games against Louisville and Ohio State, but wins over North Carolina and Western. Dominating wins, by the way. Dominating I mean, you're thirty wins. point wins here. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I think the game we've got to talk about, and the moment we've got to talk about, is the last one against Tubby Smith's high point team, the Cats. After getting off to a little bit of a slow start, looked like this might be a game for a little while. Tubby's team stuck with them until Kellen Grady just completely went nuts, hit seven threes, twenty-three points. The Cats win in a blowout, ninety-two to forty-eight. Brandon, any, any takeaway from the game before we? I, I do want to talk about Tubby and and what he what that moment means for him and our Tubby memories. But any, any thoughts on the game or the team now at this point? Um,
0: no, because. This is really tricky, okay. First of all,
1: Kellen Grady needs to shoot the ball every time down the floor because Please. if he misses it, Oscar Sheboy
0: is going to get the rebound. Yes. So you're almost in a no lose situation. Kellen Grady's going to make it probably over half the time, and when he doesn't, Oscar's going to get the rebound over half the time. That's a win win, man. Yep, I would do that every time. <laughs> What's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode when they're like, okay, what? Okay, Carlton, when you get the ball down here, what do you do? Pass it to Will? Yep. Pass it to Will. Pass it to Will. And they all feed you know, Will Smith the ball. That's the play. Yeah. And then the one kid that says don't do something else, they get thrown off to the side. No, that's not it. We pass <laughs> the ball to Will. Uh, they need to do that with Kellen Grady. Just let him shoot it. Let Oscar rebound it. Let Ty Ty Washington and Davion Mintz facilitate it. I'm good. That's our team. That's how we're going to win games. Kellen Grady's got to
1: shoot more. He makes shots. I don't think anybody would have a problem with it It's, it's so
0: simple. And Ty Ty Washington can shoot as well. I'm not saying he shouldn't shoot. Or you know, if, those two, if Kellen's the only one shooting, that's a problem, obviously. But he just needs to shoot more.
1: Yes, he, agreed.
0: He's too accurate. And when he gets hot, he's hot, man. You, you come in and hit seven threes, that's a good thing. Um, overall, I still I think we're very good. We've won these games by 30 points. Okay? We're, mm-hmm. we're not a bad team. But all of these teams have sucked. So it's like we still don't have a good gauge. We need to play a quality team, and we're going to have that when we play against we'll LSU. We'll find that on Tuesday. Yes, yeah, so I still don't have a gauge on the team. I think we should win the games by thirty points because those other teams are absolutely terrible. But I don't know how good we are yet until somebody throws their best shot at us, and we'll find out this week. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying, how can you know if, on a scale of one to ten how good you are if you've been playing threes?
1: You have to play somebody. I I think that's fair, but it's also, I think, fair to say we we just haven't seen a Kentucky team dominate teams like this in a while. I mean, when's the last time Kentucky has scored 90-plus points in in three straight games? Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm happy about that. I mean, this is, like you said, this is what we expect. This is exactly what I expected when the year started. Yeah. Because this is a veteran team. We've got juniors and seniors for the most part. I expected these guys to come in and start rolling like this right away. Now it it may have taken a little while. It appears for us to get there. We had the absolute stinker at Notre Dame, but I think this is exactly what this team can be. They they are looking like they they are who we thought they were. Right now, at this point, now we will find out against some better competition how they how they stack up. Yeah, but you know, good teams blow out the teams that they're supposed to. And we have seen the last several years, Kentucky has struggled against some of these teams. Yep. So it it makes me feel a lot better that this team is stepping on the gas and blowing teams out when they should. I mean, they're, they're covering the spreads yeah. on all these games.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, and I think that's the sign of a good team. The other sign of a good team is also beating other good teams. And we're just, you know, I think we can. If we play like we've been playing, I think we can blow out LSU even for that matter. Uh, But we've got a tough SEC schedule. The SEC is loaded with talented teams this year. It's going to be tough. This isn't going to be one of those years, I think, where we go through the SEC undefeated, right? We've had those teams. So I wouldn't compare it to those. But to be fair, the league is probably tougher now than it's ever been. So you can't compare those. Even those good teams that went undefeated in the SEC would lose games this year. Yeah. It would be very difficult. So I'm just excited to see us go against somebody good because we haven't done it since the first game of the year. And it's really hard to bash them on the first game of the year because it was – the first game of the year mm-hmm. right and the, and you're not in the flow yet you've got a lot of new players well now we've been doing it for a while so now let's see how the team chemistry and everything holds up whenever you're getting battle
1: tested on the road against some really quality opponents is is kellen grady I, i'm at the point now I'm, I'm expecting every time he shoots to go in yeah where, where is he where are you putting him in the Cal era of just pure shooters are you putting him at the top not or, yet. or where, where where are you putting him deron right lamb's at the top okay that, that nobody
0: every time deron lamb shot it was going in all right is grady number two he, you know what he could very well be i think i think he might be because i don't know who else you would put you know tyler Eulis was up there for a while because it seemed like every time he shot Eulis and murray ulus and murray murray was hot when he was hot he was hot when he was not there was a song about that when you hot you hot when you not <laughs> see i just quoted a country song didn't even mean to Nice. I would say at this point, I would put Kellen Grady only behind Deron Lamb. And Deron Lamb was clutch even in the title game. People forget, without Deron Lamb scoring like 20-some points and hitting threes, we don't win. Yep. Even with Anthony Davis and Michael
1: Kidd-Gilchrist, we don't win that game without Deron Lamb. He was the guy. Yep. The, the lamb was eaten, that's for sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Grady, it's just pure, man. Like, and it's when, – when he is hot – like that, he he hit a three on three straight possessions. <laughs> yeah, he made three threes in like ninety seconds. Yep, it was unreal. And I, I was actually at the game. The rep was going nuts. I mean, there was a buzz just any time he caught the ball, anytime he had the ball. You could just hear the kind of stir shoot, of the crowd like, yeah shoot. yeah,
0: shoot it, It's not like that screaming, shoot it it's everybody's having the same like inner conversation with themselves, but they say it out loud, "Shoot it, shoot <laughs> it, shoot it, and by the time twenty thousand people do that, it's this whole reverberation effect, and you know he has to hear that too,
1: oh yeah, um so i I think we have we we have found a guy that we've not had maybe since two thousand and twelve with drawn Lamb, and a guy that can just absolutely light it up. I think he's shooting like fifty percent from it's three insane. now in the season. He's getting the same shoot it
0: treatment that the walk ons are getting. All right. When you're a starter, <laughs> when you're a starter and you get the same chance as the walk ons get, that's a good thing. When people are like, shoot it, shoot it, please, God, shoot it. You're gonna make it <laughs> if you're a starter, you gotta think, Well, I'm really, really good. You know? Something to think about, Tyler.
1: Yep, I like it. Now, Brandon, of course we have to talk about Tubby Smith. Before the game started, like I said, I was at the game. Got to take my mm-hmm. five-year-old daughter to her. This was her first UK basketball game. Amazing. So it was an amazing moment for me, you know, as a UK fan, as a dad, to kind of close one chapter of Kentucky basketball history by seeing Coach Smith's name go up in the rafters, but also opening another chapter for my, for my kid and hopefully starting their love affair with the Kentucky Wildcats. I I won't say I cried or got teary eyed. I think there was just somebody behind me who had some onions on their cheeseburger yeah, or something. That happens. Was... But man, I got I, it was a little misty eyed in there. I won't lie to you. It was just a really cool moment. Um I mean, as soon as Tubby walked in, the place went nuts. Everybody stood up just when he walked in to the arena. Everybody stood up and cheered. How but, was his response when that happened? Oh, uh, I mean, you could tell he was overwhelmed. I mean, he was he was just kind of standing there looking up, just in awe, like he he couldn't believe it. And everybody's going
0: tubby tubby. Yeah. This is twelve o'clock in, noon
1: on a Friday <laughs> on New way. Year's Eve. Yeah, by the way, yeah. I th- I think he I don't think he was expecting quite the reception that he got, which which I think made it even more special. Because let's be honest, he he was not the most popular guy in a lot of people's minds when he left. Uh, he he was he we can say he was pretty much run out. Yeah, he was running out of town,
0: and we and I don't. if I can speak for myself. I wasn't necessarily cheering
1: him to stay during the t-
0: at the time. To be honest, I don't know if you were Tyler.
1: Um, well, let's. I, I would just say that I was at one time the owner of a Fire Tubby Smith T-shirt, <laughs> which was purchased from FireTubbySmith.com. dot oh, com. Oh, I don't know if that website still exists or not. Um, uh, it, it's probably about as well put together as Big Bubba TV. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one.
0: <laughs> that was a good one,
1: but. Uh, as you know, they say time heals all wounds. I, I think my my soul has been healed since Tubby has left. To I can now appreciate him for what he did, which was the fact he he won a national championship. Sure. He added a banner to rep arena. Yep, and he was just one hundred percent class. I mean, you could not ask for a better man to be the leader of your program. You could not ask for a better representative of the program for things he did in the community. Just an overall wonderful human being and the the kind of person that you want to represent your basketball team.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, I, I think for the first five years he was here, he had a lot of success. He had some really, really good teams. Mostly, I mean, Tayshaun Prince and Keith Bogans were here during that time, mm-hmm. which helps out a ton. Uh, and then, of course, he had the awesome super class with Randolph Morris, Joe Crawford, Rommel Bradley, and Rajon Rondo. Yep. Uh, That was a huge class. I mean, he had some good teams here, but then he had some that kind of fell off the wagon as well. It's similar to Calipari in a way in that they both won a national title in their first five years. Early, yeah. And then their second five years was kind of like you're just floating around, not sure what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tubby Smith never had a losing season, I will say that.
1: Or went to NIT,
0: made the tournament every year. Yep. So, I mean, there is that, but I think it was time by the end. I agree with you, a very good guy, uh, very class act. Of course, at U.K., you have to be more than that, right? You have to. That is like the icing on the cake. Right. If you don't have the wins underneath the cake, the whole thing crumbles down and falls. And that's where he was. He was a really good guy. But by the end of it, everybody was like, I know a bunch of good guys, but I don't want them to be coach either. <laughs> so if you have the wins, it helps out a lot. I am glad that he got honored. Anytime you win a title and you can hang a banner uh, in Rupp Arena, it's a good thing. You deserve it. And I like Tubby Smith. He's a good dude. And I like Donna Smith. She came out and did the Y. She did. That I mean, was really cool. How cool is that? So... I'm glad that they came back to do do this before he retired. Absolutely.
1: Uh, what what is your favorite Tubby memory?
0: Oh, favorite Tubby memory. I think it was maybe on the sideline against. Was it? I think it was Vanderbilt. It was the it was the season where the things weren't going as well as they thought, and then all of a sudden he went ballistic on the sideline. Absolutely lost his mind, and then from that point on, I believe it was the Bogan season. They played defense to the point to where people were scoring like forty points a game. Against oh yeah, them, and we were yep. winning games by fifty. I remember being at the Vanderbilt game and we won it, hundred and one to sixty, or it was a hundred and one <laughs> to forty. It was something to where I was like, I can't believe this is a college basketball game. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So that's that's what I remember. The time where he went ballistic, his team bought in, and Bogans and the crew just absolutely dominated from there on out. I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. It was the Vanderbilt game, I think, at Vanderbilt where the season basically turned around. Yep. Um, a cool moment for me is I actually got to meet Tubby one time. I was uh, staying at the Hyatt downtown, and the next morning, as I was checking out, Tubby Smith is standing there in the lobby, mm. and he's on the payphone, which this was, nineteen seventy eight, like mm-hmm. 05, 06, oh five, oh six, okay, I think. Which at that point, you know, everybody pretty much had a cell phone at that point. Yeah. And, and you would assume that the coach at the University of Kentucky, who is, you know, recruiting and calling recruits all Maybe the time. Maybe that's why we didn't get the recruit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like, Tubby called yeah. me. I can't figure out how to call him, bag. He's <laughs> calling from a pay phone.
1: I You know, I swear <laughs> I thought the same thing. I'm like, is he trying to call Tyler Hansbrough over there? <laughs> like, what is going what? Why are we, Why is Tubby calling people from from a payphone? Oh, that that could explain our recruiting woes the last few years. Oh, man. But uh, that was really cool. And you know, I I went and asked him if I could take a picture, and he I got my picture with Tubby. So that was cool. I, I think, as far as the Tubby era, I think he was responsible for probably my favorite game in Kentucky basketball history, hmm. which is that '98 Duke game. Oh yeah, when we came back from 17 points down in the second yeah. half, but if. If I could only watch one Kentucky basketball game for the rest of my life, I'm probably picking that game. Yeah, that's a tough one to follow up. It is tough. It was just incredible. And, and
0: the thing people forget about a lot, too, is for the last five to six minutes of the game, he didn't call a timeout, and Coach Krzyzewski had no timeouts left with a very young team. Yep. Now, keep in mind, this was before we had the rule where you had the under four TV timeout. So they didn't even have that in that game. All right, so he was just basically saying, go ahead, let your freshman go out there and play, Coach K. I've got an experienced team here, and look what happened. Now now coaches can't do that because you got all these TV timeouts. Yeah, But before that, he played that. It was beautiful to watch. And even the announcers realized it. They're like, he's not going to call a timeout. <laughs> and you got all these good players. I mean, Elton Brand was in that game. Trajan Langdon. Yeah, a lot of really, really good players. And they didn't know what to do. The game never stopped.
1: Yep. and our guys knew what to do. We had guys that had been there 3 and 4 years and it showed.
0: You know.
1: Yeah, that's by far my favorite game. And you know, I had a lot of criticisms of Tubby, of course, over the years. But the coaching job he did that season to win a national title. I know everybody says, "Oh, he just won with Rick's players." You know, and that and that's true. Those that team was assembled by Rick Petino. But I think it's even more difficult for somebody to come in as a coach. Replacing a legend that is Rick Patino. Somebody who played a completely different style of basketball than you want to play as a coach. And getting all your players to buy into that. I and mean, because you know every single one of those guys loved Patino. They loved full court press. They loved trapping. Mm-hmm. They love just the run and gun, three pointers from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Tubby comes in and is like, No, we're we're not trapping. We're playing ball line, man to man defense, we're overplaying the wings. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, slow tempo to get all those guys to buy. And I think it was a little bit of compromise on both ends. I think Tubby that season played a little faster Mm -hmm. and maybe did a little more pressing than he liked to do so that he could get their buy-in. So I think there was a lot of give and take from Tubby and the players for him to just get that right mix and balance to put all together to win a championship. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Well, and the other half of that is too, and I thought about this years later, He did win
0: it with Patino's players, but these weren't Patino's all-star players. Allen Edwards played a lot of minutes. Hashimu Evans, who would be a role player on any other team, played a lot of minutes. Uh, Cameron Mills played a lot of minutes. A walk-on. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got all these other players. (laughs) This isn't the teams that you had. Antoine Walker, Ron Mercer, Derek Anderson, Jamal Mashburn, all these heavyweight players. Yeah, they're tubby players. or They're they're Rick's players, but they weren't Rick's all-star players. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. I think he did a good job overall. We w- we don't win the title if he's not the coach in yep. my opinion.
1: Yep. Uh, so it was it was a great day for just to be a Kentucky fan. Uh as we said, I think anybody who wins a title deserves their name to be up in the rafters yep. and it was great to have Tubby there before he hangs it up cuz he's probably he, he may hang it up at the end of this year uh if not in the next year or two. So it was yep. great to have him back. As a coach, coaching on the sidelines one more time in Rupp, uh, it, it's a game I will never forget. Yeah, it was it was just really cool. I'm really glad I got to go. And congratulations, Tubby. I, I'm sorry for booing you at no, Big Blue Madness. Not, Tyler. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm sorry for wearing my Fire Tubby Smith shirt oh, to every geez. game. I, I was young and stupid in college, and I'm I, I'm I'm more wiser and. Well-rounded person, it yes. sounds like. Yes. No,
0: that's good. That's good news. <laughs> well, Tyler, that's, that's our sports segment. I think we covered quite a bit there. Uh, we went into a lot of detail, but those are two really important topics, right? We really couldn't leave anything out Absolutely. from what discussed. Um, as we mentioned earlier, if you were watching the Citrus Bowl, you saw us both tweet. Uh, we tweet from the same account. <laughs> and boy, were we burning it up during the <laughs> Citrus Bowl. If you want to follow us, go to Twitter, at LexBuzz, and you will find a lot of very um, interesting tweets, fun tweets. Uh, pot stirring tweets every now and then from Tyler sometimes you get a hair up your butt Tyler and you send stuff out that I'm like oh god he's gonna make somebody mad it's about Dante Allen anyway. well
1: l- l- listen if you are pro or con Dante <laughs> Allen <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're for or against, then, follow
0: us on Twitter at LexBuds on Facebook. <laughs> LexBuds and Pick and Roll and, of course, download our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandmother, tell everybody you know and leave us a five-star review because that helps us show up more in the rankings and we appreciate all of you all listening so far. Also, we're on the IG, Tyler, on the Instagrams. Make sure you check out the Instagrams. That's We really are.
1: Quick. I may need to get that password. I think I lost the, pa- the our Instagram We're perpetually password. losing the password.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perpetually losing a password. All right, so that's not a surprise. But we're out there. If you go into your internet connected device and you type in the word Lexbuds, we're the only two people smart enough to claim the word Lexbuds because nobody else uses it. We're geniuses, Tyler. We're no, we're something. We've cornered the Lexbuds name market because nobody <laughs> else is either smart or dumb enough to use that name.
1: Yeah. If if you live in Lexington, Massachusetts, sorry, sorry about your luck. If you were thinking about starting a don't do it a, a podcast, and... don't,
0: don't do it. Or as Matt Jones refers to us as Lexbuds and or lex lex bread. bud's head
1: and bread and butter i lex think you bread and butter
0: roll yeah something <laughs> like that but uh anyway people know us we we get around tyler we do things we we give good information but after the sports segment, we always like to go to the latest news. And I'll go first here, Ty. I think I'm up first. All
1: right. you, you You're the leadoff hitter for this segment. So uh, get, go ahead and get, get us on base here.
0: Yeah, I'll get you on base. So first of all, Ty, we just talked about losing passwords, okay? Well, this will play right into that. Both Google and Facebook are now requiring that many of its users use two-factor authentication. Tyler, uh, do you know what this is, first of all?
1: Unfortunately, okay, yes. For,
0: for everybody else out there that doesn't know, two-factor authentication is basically a more secure way to log in. For example, if you log in to your Gmail account or to your Facebook, you put in your password and it will then send a security code to the phone number or to the email that you have attached to your account. And then you type in the code that comes in on your phone or email in order to authenticate that it is really you. So Tyler, do you think this is a good thing that they're now pushing this more towards all users. Eventually it's going to be towards all users, but right now it's a good chunk of them are going to be using this two factor authentication. Do you think this is a good thing? Is it necessary? What are the pitfalls?
1: No, I hate it. I hate two factor authentication because I have to use it at my work every 30 days because it'll like save your information for 30 days. And then when that 30 days is up, I get the notification. Oh, you've got to sign in with your two factor authentication uh, it just like ruins my day. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, gotta, I mean, in all honesty, it takes like 10 seconds.
0: I was going to say, how much of your day does this disturb <laughs> by for the security that it provides? But
1: listen, I could have got a lot done in that 10 seconds. <laughs>
0: what have you got to do? Man?
1: <laughs> what, what What is this killing your time doing? Well, I that? would only need five more seconds to, to meet up with somebody in an Italian restaurant like Rick Pitino did. Oh, so we've taken the show to that level now. But it's just it's it's such a hassle, and it seems to me that it is an unnecessary hassle. Why do like, you say it's like, unnecessary? Why? Why do we need to do this? Think of all the security breaches that are out there. Ty.
0: How many? Let me ask you this, Ty. How many times have you gone onto Facebook and somebody post, "Hey, I think I've gotten hacked. Uh, Don't I, take any friend requests from me." Just about daily. I would yeah, say. just about. The, you know why? Because they haven't had two-factor authentication.
1: No, it's because they click on a, a, a picture of Hillary Clinton getting arrested, and they think it's a real article. It's... Or, or they take a quiz.
0: <laughs> Fill out this quiz to see what your future says for 2022. Next thing you know, there's a, like a Russian bot on the other side. Like, oh, man, this is yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the two-factor authentication, I think you have to have it at some point. Although the only thing I worry about is people that don't know what it
1: is being like, What? What? Yeah, uh, my my parents will never be able to log into Facebook again once this happens.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to play tech support more than we already do, Tyler, because <laughs> you know it's coming. We're gonna get the phone calls that are like, uh, "What is it? What's the code? I never signed up for a code. Is it the same as my password? Is that the same as what? What am I doing? What, they sent it to my phone. What? <laughs> why are they looking at my phone oh,
1: god so it's gonna, it's gonna, be gonna so get bad. bad
0: i think that's gonna be your problem is the average person doesn't use two-factor authentication right if you're not in a job uh you know where you have to do it like you do it's gonna be a problem and especially people that are retired elderly they're not oh, gonna yeah. have a clue what this is and you want to talk about a headache that's gonna be a headache
1: there's no chance um but i mean what why does why does this has to be put on to us the user I mean, why why can't Facebook or Google implement better security systems? Because how many times do we see oh Google was uh you know uh hacked by c- cyber pirates and <laughs> and then they stole two million users' accounts and passwords. Cyber pirates? <laughs> Keep an eye out for those cyber pirates, Tyler.
0: Oh boy. Sail the high seas there.
1: Uh well, you know. But, I mean, seriously, that happens all the time. You see all these companies who get hacked and like, oh, you know, check your credit card statement. Somebody hacked into Target and stole 2 million people's credit card numbers. How about the responsibility falls on Facebook and Google to create better systems to where we don't get hacked so much? Why why do I have to be punished for their failure to set up a good firewall? And I say that having no idea what a (laughs) firewall is. Or if that would even help or not. But I, they they need to do better. This shouldn't be passed on to us well, to high. do the two-factor authentication. Maybe they authentication. are doing better
0: by giving you the two-factor authentication. No, I don't want it. Okay. Well, we'll send a letter <laughs> to Facebook. I'm sure they'll get right back to us, Tyler.
1: Um,
0: I think in the end, it is it is more secure. It's a pain in the butt. It's going to be harder. The average user is going to have a harder time. But that's the way it's going. Yeah. No turning
1: back now. Well, I'm switching back to MySpace and getting a Yahoo uh, Hotmail oh, yeah. email is really account. secure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. nobody will hack that. Well, at least I don't have to log in twice. Not yet. All right, uh, Brandon, have you, do you have an Alexa? Uh, I don't have an Alexa. I have a Google Assistant. Okay, so you know, very similar. Same thing. Uh, we, we have Alexa in our home, of course, the, the Amazon uh, Assistant where mm-hmm. you can ask things. Uh, you can set reminders. You can ask them to play music. Yep. All sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there is quite the scuttlebutt. After uh, a mom and her young daughter asked Alexa uh, to give them a challenge. Uh, okay, all right. Fair so enough. they said something like, "You know, Alexa, give me a challenge to do." I guess this is you know you can do all kinds of things with Alexa. They they wanted some sort of challenge, and Alexa told her young daughter to plug in. Uh, a cell phone charger with the prong slightly sticking out and to uh, stick a penny in there. Hmm. That was the challenge that Alexa provided. Okay. And understandably, the mom was uh, quite disturbed by this. I could see that being a problem. And posted on Twitter what happened, and now apparently Amazon has corrected the Alexa software so that it no longer tells children to plug pennies into light sockets. (laughs)
0: <laughs> who programmed that in <laughs> who was the programmer that's my that question oh jeez do you, do you think it was artificial intelligence do you think Alexa took over they, I mean these this artificial intelligence is getting so smart it could be like Terminator 2 where they slowly start taking over and they self-control themselves and maybe Alexa is trying to wipe out the whole population by telling them to stick pennies in life's sockets.
1: yeah listen I've, I've seen Terminator 2 I've seen the Matrix I'm very weary of this technology now but like you said the, the person who came up with the idea to have... Apparently, this was a TikTok challenge because, of course, it was. Yeah. There, was. there was a TikTok challenge where you did this penny in the light socket thing. But at the same time, is, is it not the parent's responsibility just to, to monitor this sort of thing? I mean... But how are they going to monitor what a kid's... Like, let's say parents in the other room. Let's, let's say, for example,
0: Tyler, you're upstairs doing laundry. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing out an example. And your Alexa device is in the living room. Downstairs, you can't hear anything. Okay. And your kid says, uh, "Yeah, give me a challenge. Okay, stick a penny in a light socket. How can you be a good parent? Is it really on the parents or is it on Alexa? Because parents can't be there all the time. This has got to be on Alexa. I think Alexa is trying to self-destruct the human race. (laughs) I think Alexa has gotten too smart. It knows too much. And it's slowly trying to take us all out by making us stick pennies in light sockets. What do you think I don't even think it was somebody that was programming Alexa I think it was Alexa
1: herself She she came up with it on her own It's huh?
0: artificial intelligence Tom. Yeah, The robots are getting smarter than us Yeah
1: I I mean I just think at some point you know parents you you just can't you know leave your kid willy nilly to to have access to to all the you know you know when, when we grew up we'd watch cartoons where Yosemite Sam would shoot a bullet hole in somebody and they would drink a glass of milk and the milk would shoot out the <laughs> yeah. holes okay well I, I mean, you know, I didn't go run and get a gun out of my dad's you know gun chest and start shooting people so that they could drink milk and come out the bullet holes like <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true, you that's know a good point we we grew up with stuff like this too, doesn't mean we did what they said to do i mean I mean obviously the person who programmed that was trying thought it would be funny, just like the person who who drew the Yosemite Sam cartoon thought it would be funny, I thought it was hilarious, I mean can can we not just be funny can do does everything have to be dangerous you know yeah taking to be to, to this level of what if a kid does it yeah i don't know i'm i'm just i'm just throwing that out there
0: No, that's a good point uh overall i think uh, amazon probably needs to go through and fix a few more of these glitches because i'm sure that's not the only one especially if it's a person that <laughs> programmed he probably had a bad day what else is out there yeah let's see uh put a piece of metal in the microwave and set it on 10 minutes and don't tell your mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> or hey light something on fire and throw it in your basement kid don't tell mommy and daddy you know there's probably a whole section of that guy's probably his last day at work he's like i'm gonna screw all over. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Amazon. Screw you, Alexa. Taking everything. That's
1: now. hilarious. I, I like to have Alexa tell me knock-knock jokes. Oh, yeah. Our kids do that all the time. Those are the best. A
0: lot of jokes. I love corny knock-knock jokes. Yeah.
1: Be careful who programs those, too. Those could get rid yeah, of that.
0: Yeah, so, we'll have to start watching we'll, out. We'll see how it goes. Next time, a little bit of sad news. Um, if you're not aware, football legend John Madden passed away last week at the age of 85. Now, of course, a lot of people remember John Madden as the coach of the uh, Raiders, right, when they won their Super Bowls. He was an announcer for years. He was the voice of football. Voice of football. Uh, Of course, I remember him most from Madden Football. Yes. The video game, which I lived for every single year that it came out. And, of course, the turducken. (laughs) Uh, So he's remembered (laughs) for quite a lot. Tyler, what were your thoughts on the news? What's your favorite John Madden
1: memory? And how will you remember Mr. Madden? Dude, I I was thinking about this. Because as many people of our age, of our generation... Madden football was being played in my dorm room all hours of the day. I cannot tell you how many hundreds of hours I spent in college playing John Madden football. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was the '04 edition, which had Michael Vick on the cover. Oh man! I mean, because he he was unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, but that you know that's you know getting sidetracked. And I, I was trying to think about just how many hours I heard John Madden's voice. And I I would say, I I was thinking about this. Out of every celebrity, you know, anybody, just how many hours have I heard them talking? Yeah. I don't know that I've listened to any human being more than John Madden. Yeah. When you you factor in, you know, all the football games that he announced, because you watch, I mean, he always called the biggest game. So you listen to him for three hours every week. Yep. And then the dozens of hours every week I was playing his video game i can't i I can't even fathom how much time my eardrums have heard john madden's voice ringing through them
0: yeah absolutely i mean madden football it's ridiculous for me to try to compute how many hours i spent playing madden or watched people playing madden uh it's absolutely insane the turducken is still one of my favorites a duck (laughs) stuffed inside of a turkey Uh, he introduced the world to something new But, I mean, he is football There's the all-Madden team. He had the football games. He had the announcing. He's a Super Bowl-winning coach. And he was a player himself as well. So, when you think of somebody that encompasses every single facet possible of football, that's it. There's nobody else that's even come close to doing all those things. Being a player, coach, not just an announcer, but the best announcer on the primetime games. When Madden was calling a game, it was serious. So it's interesting stuff and Madden one really interesting thing is he did not like to fly. I don't know if you knew this. So he would take the bus. Oh yeah, he always had the big bus. That's right. Yeah, he did not fly. Did not like to fly, so he had to take the bus everywhere. Imagine how many hours he had to sit on a bus traveling somewhere. And what do you think he thought about? It? Do you think he was, that was probably a good time to develop a really big football game. Uh, you know, for EA Sports or whoever yeah. was doing it.
1: Yeah. And the the thing about John Madden is that I mean, there, there were a few people who knew more about football than John Madden. And, and, you know, he, he would sometimes diagram the plays, and you're like, what in the world is he talking about? Yeah. I can't follow this. But he could also explain things in such a simplistic way that for somebody who didn't know anything about football, he, he could put it in the kind of layman's terms. At, to, to some point, uh, it, you know, Frank Caliendo, <laughs> of course, the, the comedian. Yep. Who does the best impression of John Madden that you will ever hear? Uh, spend some time looking that up on YouTube. You'll go down a wormhole. Yeah, on. it's great. He's great. Uh, he, he would always make fun of how John Madden would be so simple. Uh, be like, well, because he would always say, "Here's a guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, here's a guy. <laughs> here's a guy who, when he runs faster, he runs farther." <laughs> like, just would w- would make fun because he would just put things so simply. Sometimes the team that
0: scores the most <laughs> points is going to win this game. <laughs> yeah. It was very boom. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great, and he was great in in the uh, video games too. I mean, it, it's just going to be a, a big loss for football, and I don't know who's going to take his place or if anybody can. He may be just one in a
1: million. Will Will they still be able to just reuse his voice for all the future Madden games? They will. There's enough artificial intelligence. To be can able. Can we recreate his voice to for the new players for future Madden games? I think I would assume. They I think can do we that, can do, right? Yeah,
0: there's artificial intelligence. You
1: can do all that. Okay, so so Madden 2023, we can hear Madden saying Will Levis. And uh, that'll Juan be Del a huge Robinson. selling game, I bet. It'll be huge. It'll be awesome. Huge. All right, well uh, Brandon, we, I had one other topic here before we move on to segment three, which is we, we have entered a new year. We are now in 2022. So I think we need to tie up a bow for 2021. What are you going to remember about 2021? And or do you have any goals or resolutions for the new year? What am I going to remember about 2021? Uh, Well, let me think. I'm going to put it in
0: a sports perspective and maybe life here. I'll do both. Sports perspective, uh, things could have gone better for the basketball team. Yeah. That was rough. I I hope that we've seen the worst and now the best of what UK basketball is in the same year. The first half of the year, the absolute worst. The second half of the year in 2021, some of the best. Right, We ended it on a really good note. So hopefully we've seen the entire circle of life, as they say in The Lion King. Right? Mm-hmm. The circle of life. We've seen that with UK basketball. John. Within the span of one calendar year. Uh, on a personal level and just societal level, uh, I just hope we all can move on and live normal lives again. I have. I mean, you know, I've, I've, aside yes. from the first two weeks when they told us to stay inside, I've kind of just done whatever. I don't know what you've done. Probably the same thing. I don't know who knows but you know i'm just what is he doing over there i never he, know what i never doing? know what he's doing but you know i just hope people live a more normal life in general in society you know it's like everybody's walking on eggshells because they're not sure what they can or can't do or can or can't say just go do you you do the best you you can and that's what i've really focused on and i want to continue to do that in 2022
1: yeah that's all good If advice. everybody does
0: their best version of
1: themselves it'll be a better You sound world. like John Calipari. Everybody be the best version of themselves.
0: And be your brother's keeper <laughs> from Pikeville to Paducah.
1: There we go. It's Thank like you. I'm sitting next to John right now. Yeah, it's a, exactly. Uh, I, I think I will remember 2021. I, I think, that, you know, looking at the news stories, I think 2021 will always be remembered for the January 6th riots. You know, I don't want to get too much into that, but I mean, yeah, I it think, was a big story. I mean, that's that that is the story of the year by by far, and that's going to be the story that's you know, in addition to the coronavirus, that's going to be the story that's going to be in the history books. Uh, you know that that there were people rioting and attempting to overthrow the government in January twenty twenty-one Attempting
0: to do something really stupid. I don't know what they were trying to do, but right? It, but it was really dumb. Attempting to <laughs> yeah, it was change not- the outcome of an election that doesn't work out well in most places in the world it doesn't yeah just for future reference for anybody that's thinking it just generally it doesn't work yeah maybe
1: don't don't do that just don't do it <laughs> Uh and then I think the the other my other big story from 2021 was the the ship in the Suez Canal that got stuck. Oh yeah, yeah, the sideways Cause, ship. Yeah, cuz that impacted everybody cuz nobody could get their Amazon packages and everybody was freaking out when they can't get same day delivery cuz it's sitting in Africa or Asia somewhere. Yeah, that still that, doesn't make any that, sense
0: though. That ship has no there it should never have turned that much. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There was some kind of either negligence or somebody did something on purpose. That does not make any sense for that ship to turn like that. Yeah, you know I, that. Right? I don't know how that. I still don't know how it happened. It, it can't.
1: There, I mean, that's a
0: huge. I don't know. That blew me away. And the other thing with that story is it reminds you of how delicate our shipping system is. Yes. That we rely so much <laughs> on that one little path. Yeah. And if anything happens with that one little path, we're screwed. So you know, if you were an enemy of the world economy, you'd think, huh, hey, that one little path right there can screw everything up."
1: Yeah. Jeff Bezos is probably out there digging a bigger ditch right now. <laughs> he should. <laughs> Instead of flying in space,
0: he needs to be digging the hell out of a bunch of different ways to get uh, some some uh, shipments through. But oh well.
1: Yeah, but th- those those were my big takeaways <laughs> uh, from from the news. Um, UK sports, as we said, twenty twenty one was just a bad year. I mean, I've fo- had fo- football had a losing record. We did win a bowl game though. Yeah, we la- did. last year we won the. The Gator Bowl, but basketball was a disaster. I, I'm I'm trying to just erase 2021 from my memory. Uh, overall, for the most, it's just a terrible year. I think it's
0: been a great year. I think you know. My 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 son asked me, so which one do you hate worse, Dad? 2020 or 2021?" I said, "You know, I I don't I like both of them. I don't care. I mean, there's a lot of crap that went on, and there's nothing you can do to change that. But I mean, you I think you can either choose to live." If you're not, what's, I can't remember what movie this is from, but it's like, if you're not
1: busy living, then you're busy dying.
0: Do you know what movie that is? You
1: you know what movie that's from? That's, that's, that's that's so funny that you said that, sir. What is it? Because it's from a movie that you said is very overrated. What? And that you didn't even like. Oh, Shawshank Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, Mr. I Don't Like Shawshank Redemption is quoting it now on the show. Well, how, how about that? Yeah, so for that five Get seconds, busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, exactly. Morgan Freeman. So,
0: everybody should live by that motto. And especially the last two years. Think about this. If you haven't done anything the last two years because of all the crap, what percentage of your life have you spent not doing anything? That's a lot. And eventually, it's going to keep going up, and you're going to wake up one day and say, wow, I've spent 10% of my life just doing nothing in the prime years of your life. That's scary to me. Mm-hmm. So, for that... Five-second period in Shawshank Redemption, it's a good movie. Otherwise, very overrated. Yeah, What I think you like it. Okay. I think you secretly Well, like. anyway, I think that was very interesting, Tyler. We got to learn about each other here a little bit. We did. But we need to get to to segment three. More important things. More important things. We're going to do our Wheel of Stupid Topics, Tyler. We've got the wheel. I'm going to bring it out here. Let's get it. And you're going to spin the first one here.
1: Oh, you're, you're too kind.
0: All right, now, yeah. So you spin. We've got this color coordinated. We've got the questions on the sheet. You spin. We're going to debate it. And let's set a timer on these, Ty. Let's set a timer so we can be very concise with these. Because I want to... I think that makes for a more exciting... Uh, of course, if I could find the clock on my thing, that would be really helpful. Yeah, take your time. But, yeah, take my time. I'm going <laughs> to This is a great podcast. This is a great podcast. I'm going to set the timer for what do you think is a respectable time? Three minutes? I, that way we can snap it off. I, I just I, said snap it off. We're gonna <laughs> snap,
1: I'm going to snap one off your time. We're going to snap off the stupid debates and. <laughs> Three minutes or less. Yeah, All right. let's do each let's one do in it. three minutes or less. All right, round and round that she way goes. we can get more of these in. Right? Where she stops, All right. nobody it's purple, knows. Tyler, what's the purple? All right, question? the purple stupid question. Yes. Are ghosts real? Now you came up with these, so I'm assuming you are interested in talking about ghosts.
0: It, you know, are ghosts real? I think there are some stories that are unexplained, and there's also when you look at uh, different levels of physics and things, there are a lot of things that that are unexplained are we living in different realms are there different dimensions that we're in what's considered a ghost is a ghost somebody that's somebody that's died or is it somebody that's living in a different dimension as you <laughs> wow there's a lot of stuff here Wow. there's a lot of stuff at play here tyler so it depends on your definition of a ghost i think there's a lot of unexplained things in the world uh, a lot of unexplained pictures and things that have shown up so i'm going to say yes to the ghost oh wow I, i'm going to say i believe in ghosts
1: now, do you have any experience? have Have you seen a ghost? Have you experienced a ghost to to uh, have come to this conclusion? Um,
0: I mean, once. Oh, once really? When I was a lot younger, probably when I was in uh, this middle school, elementary school. Something. Well, do do Ted? We got to hear well, the ghost tell, story. It's gonna scare me.
1: It's gonna scare me a lot.
0: <laughs> well, well, I need to know your opinion okay. first. Do you believe in ghost stuff? No,
1: not a chance. Go. There are no ghosts. Ghosts are not real. Ghosts are fictional things that are in movies. They are not real. No chance. End of end of the story. What about your spirit?
0: What about now? There's a lot of religions that talk about ghosts and spirituality, Tyler. So how do you separate that? Well, I, I
1: okay. Well, didn't <laughs> know we're getting into a well, religious you, philosophical well, you, well, discussion here. Well, you just told here. me
0: that I'm nuts. <laughs> so now I've got to ask you the question. I mean that's a pretty big component. Am I not correct?
1: Okay, well, all right. I mean, I've, i you know, fully. I'm, I'm a Christian, so I believe in God, and you know, believe in angels, and you know, all those sorts uh-huh. of things. So when, when, when I hear ghost, I'm thinking, you know, Casper, somebody who is coming back from the dead. That, that's, that's what I hear when I when we're talking about ghost. If, if we're throwing religion into the discussion. Yeah. That, that, that's a different question to me. Hey, figure.
0: Tell me. I would like to know. Let's have a, uh, a religious answer <laughs> question and answer session here in this last 45, 45 seconds. seconds. Yes. I can't wait to hear what you have to say well, um, because there is a Holy Ghost title. Yeah, I mean, it's there in, is. It's, it's in the name. It's
1: the Holy Trinity, you know, the Father, Son, Son and, and the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Holy Spirit. That's so, right. So in that regard, yes, I do believe in that, but I, I do not believe that, you know... Uh, Somebody who builds a house on an old Indian burial ground is going to be haunted by the ghosts of people who were brutally massacred hundreds of years. Have I, you
0: not watched The Shining, Tyler? <laughs> this is laid out in that I, documentary film.
1: Well, yes, but The Shining is fiction. I just want to... Oh, okay. Well, don't know if you know that. wasn't a documentary or no, anything. No, well, that's, maybe that's where I mistook everything.
0: <laughs> uh, very interesting debate, Tyler. Uh, I think we covered a lot of ground there. I think we get the will out... Let's spin again. Let's do two more. Okay. I think that we'll was a two. good one. All right. Here we go. So that was purple, right? Uh, red. Yes.
1: Okay. Red. Red. We've got. You go first on this one. All right. If all world leaders were women, would there be war?
0: Okay. You go uh, first, Tyler. Uh,
1: I'm. Uh, hmm. This is, this is a tough question. I'm going to say. I, I, that, or or it's, would there be as much it's war? It's hard to speak in definitive. Say there would never be war. Would there
0: be as much war?
1: I think there would be 99% less war.
0: Okay. Based on what? Tell me where that comes from. That's a big jump, 99% less. How do you get there?
1: Um, Because men, we we like to solve a lot of problems through just fighting each other. I mean, how many times have you been at a bar and just seen two guys start fighting each other? for, For stupidest of reasons. Yeah. How many times have you seen two women get into a fight at a bar? It's because the guys are busy fighting. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, they're <laughs> fighting over the woman. Like, yeah, oh, I can't <laughs> kick her ass. They're already starting. <laughs> I mean, just just women in general, I think, are less violent. I mean, uh, as somebody who was a teacher in the schools for a long time, most of the fights were between guys. Uh, I mean, you just look at the statistics for people who are in jail for violent crimes. It is overwhelmingly male. Serial killers, over, overwhelmingly male. Women you know to to their credit they don't usually kill people okay so
0: so what you're saying is that the people running these countries are serial killers and guys at the bar starting fights. okay so first of all those aren't the people running the country and i want to take the opposite opinion i say there's gonna be more wars because you've got oh wow i, I have, hope your wife is listening to this. have you episode. heard the way women talk about each other oh can you believe what she wore to blah, blah, blah? oh my god She is such a whore. I can't believe she did that. I would never wear a dress like that. Did you see the way she... Oh, my gosh. So I actually think there would be more. Uh, It just wouldn't be with bombs. It would probably be covert. You know, they would just sabotage the other people. (laughs) You know, there'd be more like cyber warfare. Maybe not necessarily bomb warfare. But I'm going to go with more wars.
1: (laughs) So, so, so you, that's how you imagine the the women, G8, women the, hate each other. The G8 summit is just going to be, you know, women calling out about each other's wardrobe. A you, lot of I you, you think that's how all women that you know, women can't be intellectual enough to talk about anything else other than what the other Tyler, person is let me, wearing? Let me give you a secret,
0: Tyler. Women hate each other. <laughs> they don't like each other. They see another woman, they start critiquing immediately. They start thinking, "Oh God, what?" what is she thinking oh, she's an idiot what is, what's wrong with her god hope i don't remember up. that's that's the way it is guys are like hey man you want to have a bourbon and we get so hammered sometimes i don't personally but guys get so drunk because they're so loose and just hanging out that they end up punching each other in the face women on the other hand are just under their breath like oh god karen is just such a i can't stand
1: let's her. see here here's also what women do they talk out their problems right yeah behind each other's backs <laughs> I agree. They do talk out the problem. You're right, Tyler. We agree on
0: that. Women do talk
1: out the problem. Oh, uh, you're so sleeping on the couch whenever Kayla right, hears this episode. No, Taylor, we didn't record tonight. Uh, honey, I just want you to know <laughs> I, I hope you were listening to this. I'm on the side of women in this debate. Uh, I, I hope you do not hold me accountable for what Brandon just said.
0: All right, let's do one more, Tyler. We've done red and purple. Let's do one more. Okay. This is good. I like the timer. I feel like it really
1: puts a little pressure Absolutely. on us. Absolutely. All right, we're going we're going to do one more. We got green. green. All right, okay, uh, what's green? green question. All right. Would you rather live 100 years in the future or live 100 years backwards in time? Well, this one's I mean, this is a no-brainer Todd. I
0: would rather live 100 years back in time. For a couple of different reasons. Number 1, you could stop World War II
1: earlier. Right, you know okay, I mean? so, so 100 years, so we'd be going to 1921. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. So, I mean, you, you could go back... Or 1922 you, now.
0: Yeah, you could start, you could see what was going on in Germany, you could stop the whole thing. You could say, this guy is going to do this. Now, people probably think you're a lunatic and lock you up, and it probably wouldn't stop anything, but you could at least do that. On the other hand, thinking about personal benefits, th- and this is laid out in Hot Tub Time Machine, number one, you could invent <laughs> Google... You can invent Facebook. You could invent everything. You could bet on every company because you know the outcome of everything. Yeah, so I it's, definitely... It's the back
1: to, back to the Future 2 theory. Yeah, exactly. You, you get go the sports back in almanac. Time
0: and you just bet on every game and you just make a killing. Now, you probably still get put in prison because they think you're part of some kind of insider trading group or something. That's the thing. If you know too much, people think you're bad. So they'll either try to kill you or put you in jail or something. But I would take my chances. I'd go 100 years back, try to save humanity, millions of lives, and make a ton of money.
1: Yeah, now... Going back exactly a hundred years, so, so are we assuming we're are, are we living there temporarily, or are we living there for the rest of our life? I think you have to
0: start out your like you have to maybe where you are right now, maybe start out from that.
1: Time. Okay, so I would go back to 1922 as a 38 year old. Yes. right now, and I would live the rest of my life from 1922 yeah, until that, that's I the way I was thinking. But okay, maybe, yeah, because uh, that also means you would be living through the Great Depression. Yeah. But I would be able to predict when that would happen and get all my money out. of it. <laughs> so you go get all your money out of the I, I, bank. I would go buy
0: a bunch of before stocks before the stock market 1922 crashed. to 1929, and throw everything in the world at it. And then the day before, I would just take it all out.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that. That's that's true. Um, again, something you would get put in jail for. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that probably. You know, <laughs> it, it would. I'm just gonna say it wouldn't be the ideal time. You know, to live after you got. Uh, Yeah. So would you rather do 100 years in the future then? But at the same time, listen, I'm already so out of touch with technology right now. I can't even imagine. I think I would just be completely useless 100 years from now. I mean, I, I, already, I don't understand two-factor authentication. We discussed that earlier <laughs> in the show, yes. Uh, I, don't, I still don't understand what a Bitcoin is or a NFT. Maybe we'll explain that on the next episode. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the blockchain is. So I cannot imagine how out of touch I would be 100 years from now. So I, I think I would be with you. I, at least I know what I'm getting. A hundred years from, I don't know what I'm jumping into. I mean, it, we're on the you know hundredth strand of the coronavirus. A hundred years from now, God knows how <laughs> many you know how how contagious it's going to be in a hundred years. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to take my chances. I know what I'm you know, but I, like I said, we can survive the Great Depression. We can we can bet on the sports books. We can invent things i'm going back in time okay
0: that's good to, i like the way that we ended the show here we we ended on a positive note we would go back in time and do things that would serve humanity and our own and interests. ourselves yes and our own interests. <laughs> uh very good show time i enjoyed this one very high energy good uh good debates as well and uh you know i always love covering the shows after a good uk football win and what a great way to start off 2022 it couldn't be any better it's going to take a lot to bring me down for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure you tell all your friends, relatives, your grandmothers, your grandfathers, everybody to download our podcast, wherever they listen to podcasts. And if your grandmother doesn't know what a podcast is, take a few minutes to help her out and tell her, you know, where to go get a podcast and what that might
1: be. Yeah. Or or maybe you could set up her Alexa to just play the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. Right? No, because apparently those tell people to stick pen- <laughs> You don't want your grandmother to stick pennies in light sockets. Yeah. Right? Uh, OK. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we just discussed earlier. Uh, but make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lex Buds, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll on Facebook. Anywhere on your internet-connected device, type in the word LexBuds because we're the only two people smart enough to claim that name. Especially if there's a game going on, make sure you tune in to our Twitter account at LexBuds because we are very active during that time, giving our opinions and thoughts and laying out the strategies for how to win the games. If the coaches would just listen to that's us, that's right. I'm say. still
1: still waiting for that phone call from Liam Cohen for for my preferences on giving Rodriguez the ball. I but, think a well. lawsuit
0: is more likely than a <laughs> phone call, Tyler. But we'll see how that goes. And uh, another fun one, we always enjoy it when we're in studio together, and we will see all of you on the next episode.
1: Stay classy, Kentucky.